and we drove. <laughs> we didn't have jobs, right? We drove out yeah. to these houses and we sat in front of the houses and we talked about what would happen if somebody answered the door and said yes. And we never knocked on the fucking door. Really? Swear to God. And it wasn't. <laughs> you had this list of people. We were so afraid that they might say okay. And we wouldn't You're know like, what to do. Now what? Yeah, because what, what happens? There's these two, excuse me. There's these two young guys. We go to these houses. We knock on the door. Somebody says, yeah, I'll sell you my house. Come in. Let's talk about it. We now what? Yeah, what? we can't buy it. <laughs> we need to talk about this next step. Are we on? Are we on? a song in my head and i bet you can't there's no way you could guess what it is i even tell you the artist are we live we're live we're live that's just how we're gonna start that's okay. just how we're gonna start all right let's go who's the artist is britney spears Britney Spears. i haven't even oh, heard wait, wait. i haven't even heard this song in a long time is that it it's not toxic you think it would be that that's such a catchy that one, that catchy one gets song. stuck in my head whenever i hear yeah. it it's gonna be in my head the rest of this podcast i hope so the whole time we talk it. about whatever we're talking about <laughs> you're gonna have that well, after i tell you what song it is maybe that's not gonna be the case <laughs> No, nah, man, I, don't, I haven't even heard this song, and it just popped into my head, and it happened the other day, too. So wait, hold on. Let me understand this right. You haven't heard the song ever, and magically- No, 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 I've heard it, okay. but, but it's been a long time. It's been, it's been a minute. fucking right. years. I don't okay. know. I don't even know when this song came out. I bet it's recent. Maybe it isn't recent. It's, uh, Mama, I'm in love with a criminal. <laughs> do you even know that song? I didn't hear that very well. Can you do that again, please? <laughs> I put I put too much on it. I can't. Do I don't. It again. I don't actually. I don't know that song. <laughs> you don't know that one. I'm pretty. No. Sure. Maybe it's not Britney. I'm in love. It sounded. I mean, the way you sang it, it sounded more like a Lady Gaga song. But I know, right? You had that deeper kind of. Nah, nah. Well, like, you can't just sing a song half ass. Let's see. Was that your full effort right there? Is that what you're trying to? <laughs> that's seventy-five percent. What? Never, ever, ever go into singing, sir. No offense, but... <laughs> I can sing! <laughs> yeah? Sing us something. Twinkle, yeah, twinkle, little star. Yeah, it's Britney Spears. Mary had a little lamb. Come on. It's Britney Spears. Come on. Let's hear you sing. Twinkle, twinkle. Oh no, we're not no. going to do that. No, keep going. That was amazing. No, we're not going to do that. I'm, I'm, I'm Tell me more about starstruck. This. Tell me more about this lunch you had. <laughs> Lunch. Uh, I I had lunch with my old employer today. Um, oh, that's right. Ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he was my boss in real estate, and mm-hmm. um, and I started working for him uh, officially when I was, I believe, twenty one, twenty two, or twenty three, so somewhere around there. Yeah, pretty Especially young. Especially in that real estate market. Yeah. So about twenty years ago. Um, I got maybe some a questions about that. that too. So. Okay, well, here we yeah, go. You were having so lunch. today we're talking about. So welcome to the rushing prior podcast. Yeah, we're switching it around now. Are we? I thought it was prior rushing. <laughs> it was prior rushing. Now we're just gonna switch it. We're gonna say rushing prior. It sounds like I'm being punished when you call it prior rushing. Like it used to be rushing. It was, pr- but that was prior. No, right? that so, was prior too. Now it's rushing yeah, prior. But he got like. demoted or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so why not? You got promoted, sir. So today we're talking about. Uh, well, let me back up. I'm really excited for today's topic, and I think a lot of people out there are going to be. 
uh, out in podcast land, and they're going to be wanting to uh, to learn about this. We're going to be talking about flipping houses. What, what? And why are we talking about flipping houses? Because you've got some experience in that area. I do. And we talked about it before. Yeah. So it's something that you used to do for a living. You obviously had lunch with your, your ex-boss today, uh, and you got to learn firsthand some of the skills that I think a lot of people uh, have easily paid hundreds, if not thousands of dollars so to try and learn these so things, check right? Check this out. Uh, not to go into, uh, I know you have some questions prepared. Oh, we're going to get into it. And not to jump ahead of schedule, but the way I got into this, and this was, like I said, like when I first got into it, I want to say I was like 19. Maybe Which is so 20. young to get involved in it. Like before I worked for him, when I first started learning about it, I mean, the very first swing. So I took. even before that. Yeah, yeah. I think I was like 20. And I, um, we took a class and that class, when I say we, my one of my best friends and I took a class and that class cost us a combined total of $3,000. And this was 20 years ago. Exactly. So, I mean. It's got to be more than that. That's what I'm saying. That's why I stopped you for a second because it's not hundreds. It's literally like if you do private coaching, for example, uh-huh. you're talking tens of thousands oh, of dollars to learn. How long do you think those? This is a private coaching session with somebody <laughs> who's not flipped a few houses, but, but literally and like a course on it, like a hundred of them. I got offered jobs to teach for really? pe- for gurus, multiple. Yeah, not what just was one. that based on the teaching? Like after you, my worked, experience after you've been doing it for a while. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is like eight years in or something yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah, it's pretty so. good. Mm-hmm. Nice. And did but. you ever think about doing any of those seminars where you would teach? Like, is that what I actually asking? wanted to? Yeah, they wanted me to travel around and teach for them, and it was a really high paying gig. Mm-hmm. And I turned it down because the girl I was with at the time, she had a daughter, and I didn't want to not be there Aww. for her kid. I was trying to be You're so nice. I, I I felt there was a responsibility there. Right. We're have so, another podcast. We're going to talk about the sensitivity of Thomas because no, nobody believes that. No, we're not going to go there. <laughs> I was just I tried to do the right thing. I um, it would have been a huge shift. I wouldn't have been home. I think also if I'm being really honest, there was some insecurity there. I yeah. thought that the ex would do something shady. Uh-huh. Not to say she's a shady person, but I had been cheated on a bunch of times, and yeah, I had you can't my help own. Think that. I had my own demons right so i was just like i i don't know something happened between after that relationship and before the one i'm in where i just like i feel like i grew up things you know? changed like my nuts dropped. you became the i became demon. a man or something i became the demon you know, whatever you, you want became. to call it i basically <laughs> got to a point where i didn't want to be feeling like insecure and worried about shit yeah, all the time and so that kind of shit just went out the window but up to that point i hadn't really dealt with it so there was not just one reason is what i'm saying i was i was worried about making sure that the kid had like a father figure to look up to and that sort of thing and not not being there because at the time her dad wasn't living here and as much as he did i mean he called every day right but like he just wasn't physically present and i didn't want to do that to the kid Mm -hmm. but then there was also the insecurity issues on top of that right and then i was just fat and lazy i mean like there's it was all me (laughs) right i was i was fat and lazy i don't want to go anywhere i think it definitely helps when the uh, the ex, like the dad, is actually in the picture and, you know, is a, a good father figure. Yeah. Not like some of the people I've dealt with in the past. <laughs> Complete pieces <laughs> of shit. <laughs> we don't have to go there. We don't have to nah, go the there. Dude was, the dude was cool. The dad was super cool. He just wasn't around. Yeah. yeah. He was. I mean, not like, well, like great. I said, he was and calling, think... but he just physically wasn't near where yeah. she was living. I yeah. think that's admirable and that's yeah. good. So backing up, you said you got into this, uh, obviously, at a young age. So what 
what got you involved? What gave you that interest to even approach this as a, a job or a career? And what were like your expectations? <sighs> okay, so as far back as I can remember, I've always been I've always entrepreneurial, be kind of. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've always wanted to be a baller, you uh-huh. know, a little taller. <laughs> A shot caller. We've all but, had that instinct, yeah, right? Yeah, but but in in all honesty, uh, my buddy was like, "Hey, let's go check out." We were all. I think we were buying and selling PlayStation Twos, right? Nice. Like this is how long ago this Entrepreneurial. was. Entrepreneurial. We were going every morning. I'd get up super early. We had a route we'd run or you not had your run, own but like drive. Before there yeah, was we a would stop. We would go to we would go to every store, right? We would go to. I think the first what one that store? opened was I think, tar- no Walmart opened first. Okay. Then Target, then no, I think it went. Was it Toys R Us? I don't know, man. I mean, like, yeah, basically, there was a series of stores and there was a specific order they opened in, and we would go from one to the next to the next. I remember running PlayStations, we're buying PlayStations and selling them on eBay, and we were splitting a $200 profit. And there was enough every morning (laughs) that you could sell, yes, you just couldn't find them, yeah, but you could find them. Well, if you went. Was it because they were getting shipments sporadically? They were getting so, like were four trying. at a time, and so we so would try to go to be every day before they open. Yeah. And we'd stand there, and then we would sprint through the store and be like, "Do you have any PlayStations?" Was there anybody else there at the same time trying to get them? Yes, but they didn't sprint because <laughs> they, they didn't let sprint. their egos get involved. We didn't care uh, about our egos because we wanted to make oh money. Oh my god! Yeah, so like, so we were doing that, and he was like, "Dude, we should go to this real estate thing. They're they're gonna pitch it in." Uh, I was in San Francisco, which for context, that's about an hour drive or so from where we're at. Yeah. And um, we drove out there and we got to uh, this meeting and it was like this small, I don't know, like conference room. Mm -hmm. And there were maybe 20 people in there, including the employees, right? Maybe 30. And what it was really was like, Come learn how to flip houses for two hours. And it really was a sales seminar that was more like, come get pitched to spend $3,000 to learn how to flip houses. So when you win, it was no money. It was a free, quote unquote, class. Yeah. But it really wasn't. If you want to take it to the next step. Yeah. It's good you didn't go to the seminar I went to on how to sell cologne. Uh, Wait, from, what? From business to business <laughs> in Walnut Expl- Creek. <laughs> I want to hear this. I wish I got Ex- suckered into that one Explain rather than the this. one I went to. I want to hear more. What happened I was there? young. I was an impressionable young young lad. I think I was 17 years old and I was looking for a job and it was like, you could make so much money doing these uh, things or get into sales. And the sales was come and sell these knockoff colognes and perfumes uh, to whoever we tell you to and and you can make so much money make there's no limits like it's based on whatever you can sell it for or not what you can sell it for but how many you can sell in a day so um theoretically you could make a shit ton of money which wasn't true and then they would drop us off uh in downtown walnut creek and i went from business to business and I oh, started. Like I magazine, started off on dude. a high level. Do you want to get high, a magazine subscription? Exactly. What? I started on a high note, and it just went. It just got worse from there. And you'd walk in with this little cardboard box, and be like, "Hey, you guys want to buy some clothes? You got to <laughs> learn how to sell, dude. I mean, that's awesome. It I bet you smelled good all the time. All the time. You, you know? walk in, damn. You put a little bit too much on, buddy. There's like, a, there's a lot of people that give you a quick no and. Want you to get the fuck out of their Ferrari dealership. Yeah. Wow. You were going to the, you started way at the top. Way at the top. 
Wow. Like, these guys want cologne. How much cologne do you think you sold? You know, I sold like two. You know who I sold them to? How much were Actually, they? Actually, I sold them. To, I sold perfume and I sold them to my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only sale you That's made? That's the only sale. What? I got home and I was just disheveled and... And frustrated. No and, way. And grandma was there to scoop me up, and she what? was only. She's like, you know what? I'll buy two. Dude, before Liz Claiborne, and before... I, I don't know remember the other one. <laughs> yeah, you got to start with the family. That's who you practice you on. You do, and then you venture out into the real world, and it's yeah. a jungle out there, man. Oh my god, yeah. it's a jungle. I um so tough before real estate. Not to get super sidetracked. We'll get to the real estate thing, but uh, before that, I had done. Oh God, what was it? Um, uh, Cutco. I sold knives. Oh, okay. Like yeah, kitchen yeah. knives. By the way, at not, Costco, <laughs> I'm not selling them anymore. But damn, they are dope, They're dude. Still They're dope super knives. dope. Yeah, like you can't fuck with those knives. You'll get. You can't. We used one one time. Same friend that I went to the real estate thing with. Uh-huh. We'll, we'll just put a name on him. His name's Ryan. So my buddy Ryan had a problem with his Camaro. Mm-hmm. He had to pull the fender off to save money because he had to take it into a shop and okay. he was trying to like pull some, reach some part to bring it in or mm. something like that, right? We spent, I think, an hour and a half and we used a Cutco knife to, to cut, cut the fender off of his Camaro. Fender. Now, just to be clear, this isn't like a 1970s Camaro. This is a more modern day. It's made out of whatever cars Not are made easy out of now. Here. It's still yeah. Well, it's not solid metal. Me- it's not solid metal, right? But yeah, a fender. We cut through How the fender. How easy was it to cut through? Was it serrated knife? It was. It was this giant steak knife that oh you would use God. to cut like a tri-tip or something. It was huge. Just ripped right through it, huh? Well, I wouldn't say ripped right through it. It took us about an hour, right? But like, God. I mean, yeah, you dude. You still made it through. We didn't have any tools. You know, you could use a sawzall <laughs> or something like that, right? Gotta use what's around. Again, young, stupid, right? Like, <laughs> we, we yes. internet wasn't quite as prominent. All you couldn't right. find like how to, you know, do this kind of thing. But yeah. That's amazing. And that was with a Cutco That's knife. A glowing So Cutco, if you're out Cutco. there. And, hey, if you uh, want to sponsor this podcast, <laughs> we're happy to talk about it. If you want man. to send us a box of knives. Yeah, but I sold a lot of Cutco to, to family and friends and stuff, mm-hmm. but we still use it. It's a good product. So you my, seem like a good salesman anyway, so. Eh, I'm okay. Ah, you're pretty good. Only if I really believe in it. If I believe in it, I'll sell the shit out I of it. I bet you, yeah. I can't sell something to okay, somebody so you, that I don't believe you went believe to this, uh, this seminar. Yeah, I went to the seminar. Um... They pitched us. I didn't want to do it. It was like three grand. Uh, it wasn't a piece. So you took the class, and then they're like, "Hey, it's three grand to do what? To learn to, like the real deal?" Well, the the class was like, it was like ten minutes on like Here's ten subjects, and it was like what a business license is, and like what an LL, the difference between corporations, okay. and like this is you know something about like all these different ways to. They touched on. And name dropped all these different ways to flip real estate, but they didn't go into detail on how to do anything. Yeah. So it was a sales pitch, and it was like I think twenty five hundred bucks. But if you wanted to go with a friend, you and the friend could split the cost, and mm. it would be three thousand instead. Uh-huh. It's that whole like, you know, late night TV pitch, right? Yeah. For five hundred dollars more. <laughs> but for yeah, both of you could attend. Exactly, get two for the price of one, right? Like it's just ridiculous. So it was ridiculous. And like we're saving so much money. I, I on remember this. looking at Ryan and going, "Fuck that! There's no way. I don't even have that <laughs> so much did money." He, he dragged you to this. Yes, he okay. dragged me to this, and he goes, "Well, I'm gonna get a bank loan." 
And I was like, what the hell's wrong Serious? with you? So on the way home, we stopped at a credit union. So it wasn't like you had to decide there and the class was right then and there. I was like, this right. class is going to happen yeah, later. Yeah, in like a month and we want you to get it now. But if you don't get it now, take this paperwork home and you can get it later kind of thing. And so we left and he was like, I'm going to see if I can get a bank loan. So we stop at the bank. We go. <coughs> that had to be we go to this. We go to this credit union. Hi, this and is, he's getting a loan. Uh, Ryan, this is my... Uh... My partner? No, no, he was just he was just like, I want to get a personal loan for fifteen hundred bucks. Uh-huh. Well, I think he applied for three thousand just so he could because he was gonna go on his own. Sure. And then and then he goes, I bet you, you couldn't even get approved. <laughs> you want to be a joint applicant? And I was like, fuck you. I can get approved. I can get more than you. It's right? not very hard to go ego, you into something. Huh? Ego kicks in, hey, come right? Come to this class. So hey, I, I bet get, you can't do this loan. Yeah. I get approved for like five grand. I'm like, see, I told you. And he's like, just go, dude. It's fit. We'll split it. It'll be 1500 each. You know, it'll sure. take us like a few paychecks, you know, a month or two of paychecks, put he money didn't aside. Even have to apply. Yeah, he fucking tricked me, right? So he then, did trick you. So we get the loan. We each throw in our fifteen hundred bucks, right? And then we go. Well, but hold on, you weren't even down to go to the thing. Why did you say, yeah? Not only am I gonna spend this money that I didn't want to get the loan for, I'm gonna spend it on the class I didn't want to go to. So he got me all pumped up with the ego thing. He tricked me. I was again young and impressionable, right? <laughs> I bet you can't even make ten thousand dollars selling a house. <laughs> yeah, he's just like you know, you're not gonna whatever. I don't know. He just challenged my manhood kind of thing, you know. And I, like I said, I was like, I think at the time we we had to be like nineteen years old, maybe even eighteen. I don't know. We were young. Yeah, and. We Very we were we were doing like two by two dot net, which is like this like whole fucking pyramid thing where you you get a friend in, they buy oh, a website, yeah. and then you can send people to and the website and sell hustle. stuff. We had our PlayStation hustle. We were selling other random shit on eBay. We had Cutco, right? Like, I yeah. mean, yeah. So this, this seems was like right in up. line. Yeah, it's a step <laughs> up. So I was like, screw it. We went. This one's houses. We go to these classes. Um, I want to say they were like. Two weekends in a row or three weekends in a row for the Full whole days. weekend. Full days. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think it was like two week, two days and two days and one day. Something like that, yeah, right? Yeah. Three weeks in a row. Um, they had live speakers. You could go up and ask the speakers, hey, how does this work? How does that work? You know, How and many people were in this, this class with dude, you? Dude, they were hell people. Man, yeah. they were crushing it with the whole yeah, coaching thing. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. I want to say... There were like 150 people in Holy there. Holy shit. Yeah. There's, dude, the coaching industry is no joke. There's money. No kidding. Yeah. Like I have friends who who do it. I the, need to be a coach. Big, yeah. <laughs> you should. You'd be good. <laughs> That'd be great. So I'm not well, even, I'm not even talking shit. I'm serious. You'd be really good. We'll talk after. <laughs> so I'm not, I don't need I'm coaching. I'm right? <laughs> I'm not going to coach you. I'm asking for contacts. So, so you, I'll coach you for $5.99 per hour. No, not so, interested. So um, we, we go to this class and we learn a bunch of stuff and we learn enough to be. So did you learn actual house flipping skills? Yeah, we like? did. We did. Um, so like they provide you with a bunch of documentation, but, but think about it like this. Like if you tried to teach a 15 year old how to flip a house and you dump five days worth of data into their it's mind of information and they have no real world experience yeah. whatsoever, it's even paying theory. rent, you're yeah, it's going to be like, a lot of confusing and there's a lot concepts. of fear foreign concepts so, yeah i'm curious about how you 
kind of retain the knowledge? Did you give you that they give you booklets yep. that had this information? Did <clears throat> booklets, you take any notes? CDs. The actual name of the class was called the Robert Allen Training Institute. Okay. And they gave you a packet Shout of out CDs. To Robert Allen. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing about training, like in these settings. Um, only 2% of people will actually do anything with it. Yeah. So if you have a, in that classroom, I happen to be one of those 2%, mm-hmm. right? I think if there's 150 people, you're talking what, three people out of that whole room? Plus you have materials to fall back on, which is a good thing. Like well, I love do, that. You do, but they're really, it's like is a PowerPoint, broad? basic broad PowerPoint presentation. It was a thick ass booklet, right? Like yeah. it made you feel like, oh yeah, I got my money's worth. I got like 10 CDs and like all this shit. But at the end of the day, it was specific, but like the contracts didn't pertain. Like I remember thinking in the class, it was weird. Like the guys that were teaching were from outside of California. Mm-hmm. So there would be California specific questions asked and they wouldn't know how to answer them ah. because they're like, uh, I don't know. Right. Like I flip houses over here Did they put you in the and right houses in California or? are like $200,000 yeah, and yeah. the houses we're flipping are like $30,000. Right. Like, so yeah, it was considerably more. Uh huh. So I'm we surprised they weren't flipping house here, but anyway. So, well, no, it's a different game here than yeah. it is in the rest of the states. I mean, similar in some ways, but it's probably completely different. Probably less paperwork or less of a process. Is I don't, it easier? I don't think that has anything states? to do with. And I say it's like a is different, California more regulated. I mean, it's more expensive. Yeah, and and it, it used to be a lot more true before the pandemic. Now it's just expensive, like everywhere. Yeah, I mean, there's still places where you can get houses for like 100 grand, 80 grand, right? But but like in general, if a house costs, let's say, 150, 200 grand in another state, that same house in California might be two, three, four times, depending yeah, on easily. where it's at, right? So you said you were one of the 2% in this class that actually moved forward with it. What was it during the class that actually switched you from, I don't think I want to do this to, this seems kind of viable and I'm interested in this. Was there anything that kind of hooked you? Well, no. Once we were there, I was interested. Okay. So that wasn't the thing. The I think personally the reason I was in that 2% is because... I was hungry. I mean, fuck, we were flipping PlayStations on eBay and going yeah. every morning at 6 a.m. And we're 18-year-old kids. You had kids. good work ethic. We were, we were hungry, and right? you had a good process in place. Like, you were hitting stores as they opened. So you had, yeah, so we understood it wasn't systems like you just randomly and went to store. Yeah, you had efficiency a Efficiency and exactly, stuff like that, yeah. Which is good, uh, just good baseline to have. Yeah. The, I think what was funny, so we came out of the class, right? We had like, we understood, okay, this is, you know, when you flip a house, you need to fi- find, you need to build your network. You need to find a contractor. You need to find a real estate agent. You need to find this. You need to find that. Right? So I have a question about that too, but sure. before we jump into that, so let's, before we get into that portion of it and building your team, how did you get from the class to actually having a job. <laughs> I want to hear that part. Okay. So, so you take this class and now- we take this class, we come out of the class. And one of the things we learned in the class was how to identify a foreclosure. Mm-hmm. And then, and is that you know, what you were primarily focusing on? Like foreclosed y- houses? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, well, they weren't foreclosed yet. They were pre foreclosed. So to. they were on the path to be foreclosed. So you want to go to the homeowners and talk to them because they might be in a situation where they're screwed and they yeah. can't, not to say you're going to take advantage of that, but meaning that there's nothing they can do to stop the foreclosure train. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. Yeah. So if the bank gets it back, the bank's going to get it back for as little as possible. Mm-hmm. If it goes to auction, somebody else is going to buy it for as little as possible. Yeah. So that's where selling it to a third party comes in. In some circumstances, it can be good. And in others, it can be bad. It just depends allowed. on the third party. Right. And what you negotiate as that as an owner. So what we would do is we had this. We, we went out. We got a list of houses that were in foreclosure. And then we mapped them out 
on uh, I think it was MapQuest back then, right? Yeah. And we we got them all like, okay, this is our route. Like we're gonna go to garage sales. Yeah. You know? This and, is your Target and yep. Best Buy route. And we drove. <laughs> we didn't have jobs, right? We drove out yeah. to these houses and we sat in front of the houses and we talked about what would happen if somebody answered the door and said yes. And we never knocked on the fucking door. Really? I swear to God. <laughs> and it wasn't. You had this list of. People. We were so afraid that they might say okay, and we wouldn't You're know like, what to do. Now what? Yeah, because what what happens? There's these two, excuse me, there's these two young guys. We go to these houses. We knock on the door. Somebody says, yeah, I'll sell you my house. Come in. Let's talk about it. We now what? Yeah. What? We can't buy it. We need to talk about this next step. There's no, yeah, there's no way for us to buy it because we don't have money like that. How do you get that loan? What do you do in that circumstance? Yeah, I mean, that's a big How do part you, of it. What does the contract look like? I was like so lost. So we sat and we drove around to like, I don't know, 10 houses. We finally started knocking on a couple doors. We had a few like, hey, you know. I'm not interested. Yeah, yeah, what are you, yeah. young kids? Get the fuck off my porch kind of shit, yeah, right? young kids, so it's... Yeah, it's, and then on top of that, it makes it harder, right? So It makes it a lot harder. I think the probably door open rate is probably higher for a younger guy, right? But it's the same... And this is back before the credibility cameras and stuff. Very low. But credibility's low. It's like, oh, you're going to buy my house? Yeah, okay, <laughs> right? Like, fucking scam artist, get is out of here. Is that your beat-down Ford F-150 exactly. out there? Exactly. <laughs> we're not sitting in front of a house with a Ferrari that we're driving, exactly. right? Yeah, so what ends up happening is... Um, these uh th- we just don't knock on any doors we, and then we finally knock on a few we get blown off and yeah. then we're like fuck this is dumb yeah we can't how are we gonna we don't know what to do so you ryan ryan's super smart ryan ryan grabs this newspaper and he finds these ads and the ads are like we buy houses now he calls a number talks nice. to the guy and uh-huh. sets a meeting with the guy nice so this guy uh-huh. eventually would become the guy I had lunch today with my ex-boss interesting yeah <laughs> Ryan's had a lot of influence in my life okay yeah <laughs> so so we go meet with this guy and then he explains the whole whole foreclosure thing to us again okay and we get a little bit more detail based on how it would work here in this in in the county that we were in right mm-hmm. and so we start going to these houses again and, and he's like if you guys come across a deal Here's my card. Just call me. If somebody mm-hmm. says yes, I'll partner with you on it. Just call me. You can trust me. Yeah. So it was like, okay, now we have an outlet. Yeah. But then we still just. You still have to play the we numbers game. still too chicken shit. You still would knock on the door. No, yeah. We were scared. And so, and we didn't trust the guy. Right. We didn't know him. Yeah. Every, when you're He's that young, to give you money. when you're that young, everyone's gonna steal your magic ideas, right? Like <laughs> they are. your your ideas are the best. Nobody else could have <laughs> thought about this, right? Like yeah. So we end up not. We just give up, and so Ryan becomes a personal trainer. Um, I think he might have been a personal trainer already, actually, at that time. But he he went full into that. I end up going back to work. Uh, I worked at. 24 fitness for a while with him and then i ended up going back to work for uh like the call center place that i was working for it was like a clerical kind of position Mm -hmm. so i'm commuting back and forth and i have this friend and he's like uh he lives like 10 minutes away and the commute is like an hour okay so i start staying i I ask him if i can rent a room he's like yeah sure so i rent a room from him or i was gonna rent a room i wanted to see what it would be like so i stayed there for a night Mm mm-hmm and his mother-in-law starts talking to me about selling their house. Hmm. And I'm like, I have like this knowledge, right? Yeah. And so I'm like, well, I what do you want to sell it for? And the house is fucked up, right? Like yeah. they don't take care of it. Like dogs, not to talk ill about anybody, but dogs are pooping in the house. They're just throwing their it's trash pretty bad. out the kitchen window, not uh-huh. in a trash can. There's like 
mice crawling around on the back. And they own this house. And the, and yeah, and the kitchen though, kitchen's beautiful. Like kitchen was immaculate, right? <laughs> Everything good. else needed to be replaced. The, yeah. the hardwood floors are all fucked up. There's like a pit bull running around the house. Like it's just oh some God. chihuahuas or something. I can't remember. There's like poop on the floor. It was bad. It's pretty bad. So I crashed there because I I don't want to be a dick, mm-hmm. right? Stay the night. Amazing place to stay. It was like going to be like 200 bucks a month. But again, it's gross. I can't stay there. While yeah. I'm there, his mom starts telling me she wants to sell the house for like 400 grand. She thinks it's worth like five. She knows it's all fucked up. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I don't know if that'll work, but I know somebody who might know. Yeah. So I call this guy. This guy, uh, uh, his name's Rusty. So mm-hmm. Rusty picks up the phone. And he goes, yeah, uh, let's don't talk numbers with them. Sounds Just, great. Yeah, let's let's set up a meeting. And this is in Dublin. So he comes out, he meets with her, he runs some numbers, and he offers her three fifty. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, sure, I'll, really, I'll take it. Yeah. Okay. So they sign a contract, uh-huh. and then him and I sign a contract, sixty forty split, and he gets sixty percent, I get forty percent, and then the first deal starts. So that's just how, like that. just like that. You fell into it. I fell into it. It was, well, I think what it was, was having the right information mm-hmm. at the right time. Yeah. Right. And then those two, th- and then having the will to act, right. Or the sense to get, to recognize it and yeah. go, okay, let's see where this goes and, and start asking the right questions and actually pursue it instead of being had the right information. So yeah. It's not that he pays her on the spot, right? No, 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 no. So you still, yeah, there's a standard contract you would put in place. In some circumstances, there's a special contract, depending off if somebody's in foreclosure or not. You can do assignments of contract. There's all kinds of stuff. So then how did that work for her? Did she she have to move out of the house? Yeah, so it was like a 30-day escrow. It was like a standard escrow time frame he set it up for, which at that time was 30 days. He had 21 days to do his research and figure out if he wanted to pull out of the deal or not. Um, And there's some drama in there too, right? Like. I think like two and a half weeks in or two weeks in, he's freaking out because he's trying to get estimates and everything is supposed to be like insanely expensive. Like everybody he's getting quotes from down there, they're like, oh, you know, like to paint the house, we want 10 grand to do this. We want 20 grand. And so there was just no profit in it. And he had like one hundred fifty thousand dollars of leeway because the estimation on the house was it was going to be worth five hundred thousand. Mm hmm. So it was just like, where the fuck is all the money? This is like like, all of my problems. Well, that's normal, but, but not at that rate. Right. So I, he calls me up and he goes, come in here. I want to talk to you about, you know, our arrangement. Mm -hmm. And he goes, I might have to pull out of this deal. And I'm, I'm like, why? Like what? This is like in my head. I'm like, no, my dreams are crashing. So I go, I go, look, man, I go, why don't you let me try to get the quotes? Sure. I don't have a job right now. Mm -hmm. I have nothing but time. And he's like, no offense, I've been doing this for 20 years. <laughs> what are you going to do, right? You're just getting quotes. So I though. look at him. Well, yeah, but I think he's like around our age at the time. Yeah. Okay. So he, he I look at him and I go, look, is it going to hurt you? Right? Like, are you can are you, you going to lose something <laughs> by me trying? And he goes, well, I guess not. And I go, <laughs> okay, then let me, you got a week, you said, right? Well, yeah, give me five days. Let me see what I can do. That's very adult of you to do. It was. I was aggressive. I'm still like that, right? So yeah, I was, I'm absolutely. just persistent as shit. So I'm, I'm like, all right, let's give this a shot. I start making calls, right? Uh-huh. I happen to know my dad's looking for side work. He's been in construction his whole life. Mm-hmm. My aunt and uncle, they want to do some stuff. They had just redone their house. They're like, this is fun. We want to do a house. So I start making calls, right, with the resources that I had sure. at the time. 
I get his bids like, and that makes sense. You go to the people that you know first because yeah. it would be uncomfortable to call actual contractors. That wasn't a thing anymore at that point. I was like big swing and dick in my mind. You know, I was like, <laughs> oh, I got, happen. I got this deal. We're knocking this, this one out of the park. Happen. Yeah. So I called them first, and I was just like, just give me a quote that you think's fair, right? Yeah. We went down to the property. It was about forty-five minutes away. Mm-hmm. They quoted it, and they were like. They were like, here you go. Here's our official quote. We can do all this stuff, right? I gave him the quotes. It chopped his quotes more than in half. Nice. And he was like, who the fuck are these people? Who are, yeah. yeah. Who How are did you people? do this? And I was like, they're, they're people I know. Right? I'm motivated. Like, yeah. Yeah. And he was like, well, shit. Okay. And I go, I want you to keep me in the loop from this point on. I want to learn. And yeah. he was like, okay, fine. So I started learning, right? But it wasn't like he'd call, call me up and be like, come shadow me or yeah, some yeah. shit like that. But you call Ryan at this point because to get him involved or? Ryan's still training and he's like, he he's thinks it's interested. the coolest thing. So at this point, Ryan is starting to do stuff with, but in a different way. Oh man, I'm so sorry to end it there, but we're running out of time. Be sure to tune in to episode nine for part two of this podcast where you'll hear the exciting conclusion of this story and much, much more. Thanks for listening. Thank you.